0: And Welcome to the Property Unleashed podcast with me, Mark Fitzgerald, and it's great to have you joining me here today. Today, I am excited, delighted, and all of those things put together because I have the great Mick Southworth with me. Now, Mick has just signed uh, two rent-to-rent deals, uh, starting from basically from scratch when it comes to -to rent-to-rent. So it's always great to get people on as we can follow in their footsteps and see their journey. So it's great to see you today, Mick. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much, Mark. It's great to be here.
0: Marvellous, marvellous. Well, it's absolutely always a pleasure because not everybody always wants to come on and do an interview or a podcast and talk about their journey, which always seems a bit of a shame. But, you know, I've asked you and you've been delighted to come on, which is always good. And you've been a good active member as well in our community. Uh, And of course, following you and being able to share in your wins is always a delight. But for the listeners at home, can you tell us a bit about you, please? Yeah, no problem.
1: So uh, I'm married, got two kids, um, both at high school now, so um, not too reliant on me apart from when they want some money, which is uh, <laughs> inevitable. Um, but I mean, my background, I've been involved with property since 2006, um, set up my own building company Um did that for about 10 years um was always busy and We had, you know, I was keeping four people busy full time. Um, But it just got to the point where I even had my dad working for me at one point. He was looking to retire. Um, His body was broken. And I thought, do I really want to carry on doing this and end up in the same position as him? You know, 10 years, 15 years down the line. So I decided to move into more of um, a management role and move to a larger building company. Um, and that's when I started getting experience with managing properties and um, dealing with landlords and seeing seeing a different side to, to property, more of a management role uh, and business role, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, from that, I, I did a lot of work with the largest social housing uh, contractors in and around the Northwest and ended up becoming a contracts manager for a national Housing Association and so my role for that was managing contractors up and down the country did that for a couple of years and then got a phone call off an old friend of mine who's actually a managing director of a a local housing association that deals solely in retirement housing and he asked me would I come on board for them as the ops manager so went and had a pint with him and had a discussion about the job and decided let's go for it and uh, worked there for probably three and a half years managing over two hundred properties for them. Um, we did take on a a block of sixteen flats, which was uh, non-retirement, which was the only deviation that we had from uh, from the model that we were following. Um, but it was great just to get a bit more experience in a different aspects of, of property management. Um, while that was going on, myself and uh, Lisa, my wife, we set up our own property investment company. Um, we own a couple of buy-to-lets and we're looking to, to keep on buying properties um, as and when we can. And um, while I was doing that, it was at that point I realised that it's not the best cash flowing um, option for us and was looking for how can I increase the cash flow while still picking up our own property mm-hmm. and did a lot of homework looking at various different uh, training providers and eventually stumbled across yourself and I, I, I don't generally rush into things and do a lot of homework so I literally went back to the beginning of your podcast and listened to every single episode you've ever done. <laughs> and then booked a, a a call with yourself back in November I think it was now. Um had a good chat with you and it it just it felt like it was it, you know what you provided was a great fit for for us and uh, and so we we bit the bullet and and went for it and and I'm glad I did because I've never looked back and these particular podcasts are great because I've listened to other um, students that you, you've had on here, and it's—I always question: it, Are these actually real students, or or is this just a ploy just to get more people buying your, you know, your product? And I can absolutely say, hand on heart, that it, the training works, <laughs> and I'm testament to that. So, so here we are. And this is pretty much up to date.
0: No, that's brilliant. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for your honesty as well. And it's very interesting uh, that you obviously have already had a background in property, yet you still thought you know you could learn more because a lot of us can get into an industry and think that we know everything, but sometimes we just don't know certain subjects or strategies and things. So I mean, we we I remember our conversation actually. I I remember most of my conversations with people when I'm talking to them because it is you 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 know you are sceptical. You are thinking you know is this going to work? Am I investing in the right products and services to help me uh, achieve my goals and and to get me where I want to get to? And um, I've always been inspired by listening to other people's stories. But in the very beginning myself, you are sometimes just a bit sceptical thinking to yourself, yeah, you know, there's a lot of people saying the same sort of thing here. Either it works or, you know, they're paying a lot of people to talk. Um, So, you know, it's nice that you brought that up and that, that. is a doubt that i think a lot of lot of people have i mean we can talk a bit about the training and things later but i'm obviously you know going back on your background and things you know you've gone through a few different sectors through having your own companies through being you know management level and things i mean obviously property is something that you're really passionate about but when you're building your own property investment companies and things you know what, what sort of things really tick the boxes for you what are you looking to achieve for me
1: it's i want to be able to I mean, I didn't manage my pensions as good as I should have done. <clears throat> so, I mean, in 20 years' time when I am at retirement age, I'm going to be in a position where I've nothing or very little. And I don't want to be in that position. I want to be able to retire in a, in the, in my 50s if I want to, or even sooner. You know, I don't want to be wholly relying on, you know, the the government pension scheme. And so property is a way for, for me particularly to, to make sure that I've got something there that um, will cover not just me, but the family. I mean, Lisa's got a very good pension, uh, but <clears throat> I'm not in that position. So it's, I, I can't wholly rely on Lisa, you know, so I, it's it's about setting up for the future, setting up for the kids as well. So, you know, they've got something for when we go and, properties is just it's what i know better than anything else um and it just seemed a no-brainer to me
0: yeah no that's good that's a good answer I, I think a lot of us get to that point where you think to yourself i am at the end of the day i might have a decent job i'm doing all right but i am just a cog in that wheel yeah. uh, and eventually that cog could be replaced and of course it's about having control of your own finances and things now you know what what made you want to uh start you know rent to rent predominantly
1: well it, like i said before it's it was about the cash flow element for me um <clears throat> i know what I'm doing with the the buy to let side of things um but setting up the rent to rent meant that we had a cash flow coming in but i wanted it to be set up as a, a business and that's where your training came in because it's Having had the the building business previously, I was so engrossed in it that it was dictating my life. And you, you spend all day working on the job to come home, to then do all the paperwork, do all the pricing. You go out measuring up more jobs and it just completely takes over your life. And, you know, you've said it on more than one occasion that you should be working on your business, not in your business. And that is why, um, you know, I wanted to to do your training because I want to set it up as a business from the very beginning, so that it's not going to be dictating. You know, in the in the early days when you you're first setting up, you need to be involved with everything. You need to understand the processes, and otherwise, how are you going to be able to tell anybody else how it should be done and how you want it to be done? I do get that, but it's it's knowing that there is an end goal there. And you can get the basics in place now so that when it does come to the point where you can take a bit more of a backseat, then you've got all your, your ducks in a row. So it, it's it's a straightforward transition from, right, I know what I'm doing. There you go. You look after that for me and, uh, and jobs are good em.
0: Jobs are good and jobs are good. I remember um, you were you've been very active in the group. It's always great to see. Also, you know, you, you followed the training modules. You know, it's sort of the blueprint that we have there in the rent to rent business builder. You followed those. You 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 a you, you follow up master. Yeah, you know, <laughs> at different points, uh, I remember was it about eighteen times you followed up with a landlord to actually get a viewing.
1: Yeah. And he's going to get another email this week as well.
0: <laughs> nice. Did you get a viewing in the end? Did you go and Yeah,
1: he, I actually he came up from um, Norwich. It's where the landlord lives, and and I'm based in Preston, uh, in Lancashire. So he's he was coming up because he had a couple of properties, the HMOs that he was looking to sell, but he wanted to keep this particular one. So I've I've met him there. We've gone through. Um, you know what our offering is and he was very keen but we didn't end up signing the deal because he was looking to sell two of the three properties that he had in the area and it was a they were all with the same estate agent and what he was scared of was if he pulls the management from the estate agent then is he gonna are they gonna take a back seat in terms of selling the properties for him and that put him off so he said he is interested, but until the properties go, it's, he doesn't want to jeopardise the sales, which I completely understand, which is why I said I'm going to do that follow-up email because I just want to get back in touch with him. I'm going to rerun the numbers, make sure you know if I can get a bit more um, of an offering for him, then I will do. Um, and I'll send that over to him and, and see if I can make something happen from that point
0: you know what I would use as a lead with the email is, have you sold your HMOs yet? If not, maybe they're not doing a very good sales job either. So you need to get somebody else to sell them and I'll come and manage that property.
1: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
0: Like I say, if they haven't sold him by now or he's not going to add a lot of interest, then uh, they're not very good at that either. So bless them. Um, But that's great. I mean, the follow up that you did there was absolutely brilliant because we have uh, like a follow up masterclass that I put into the training and it does say you've got to follow up like a ninja and really you should feel quite uncomfortable with your follow-up and that's not being rude or pushy in, in a sense but it's just because people are busy and, and most of the time and you might have found it yourself and you can correct me if I'm wrong most of the time when you follow up like I show you um somebody will get back to you and say oh thanks for getting hold of me or thanks for keep uh, keep keep contacting me I, I keep meaning to call you but I'm, I'm always busy
1: yeah yeah and it's it it's knowing it's knowing when the right time is and uh, there's never a, a real right time, but you've just got to bite the bullet and go for it. And you know, there, there's a, another landlord that I've been I've been dealing with, and she asked for um, you know some time to herself because she, she was having a few issues that she didn't really want to divulge. And so I, I gave her that respect and, and thought, well, mm-hmm. I'm not going to chase chase her up because she she was such a lovely lady that I thought that she wouldn't do this to me unless there was a genuine reason anyway she's been back in touch and you know she's a very good contact now and and hopefully something good will come of that relationship but you know we shall see i'll I'll keep in touch with her and we'll keep the conversations going and and you just never know
0: that's it. Keep your fires burning. And a little caveat to that. I don't teach you just to be annoying. Uh, no. We <laughs> do say respect to people. If somebody says I'm not interested, then, you, you know, you can follow up again later on, but don't keep following up. But it's normally with people that you're trying to get a viewing and things. Yeah. Uh, you have to, you, there is a method to it. There, let yeah. me put it that way. There is a yeah. method to it because uh, I don't want people going out and i bombarding people. Well, I had it on a podcast that Mark said, <laughs> it's not like that. You've got to do it systematically, but also, what I will say is when you when you do a follow up, maybe you leave an answer phone message. And this is you know this, mixer. So this is more for the people listening or watching this. Leave a message. And at the end of it, just say, you know, it's 10 a.m. at the morning now. Uh, I've not been able to get hold of you. I'll tell you what. I'll try you again at three o'clock or you try them again at three o'clock. You don't get them. You say, I tell you what, you are a busy person. So, you know, I- I'm conscious of your time. I'll try again tomorrow at 10 a.m. Because what will happen is when people get those messages okay they'll be thinking to themselves what are you going to try me again at 10 o'clock so i might as well ring them back let's get this out of the way i've got a minute now uh rather than 10 o'clock because i haven't got a minute at and it entices people to call you back and uh, so you can at least have that discussion open discussion with them and if they say stop calling me stop calling them uh like makes sense because everybody's got different things going on in our life i just wanted to get that in there yeah.
1: um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> no, absolutely I mean, go on i was just going to say you know the. We're not the only people that do this. I've I've registered interest with all the local estate agents, you know, for the the, the property investing side of it. But it, it was a great opportunity then to talk to them about, um, you know, HMO management because there's not many of them actually want to do it. But with the market turning slightly now, I'm getting phone calls on a daily basis from them. And whereas 12 months back, they didn't want to know me. And so yeah. they're, they're following the exact same method. You know, it, it works.
0: It does. It does work. And the market, I keep saying it, the market's red hot at the moment for people needing our services, needing our help and support. As long as we know what we're doing and we can go in there and we can make it a win-win for everybody, we can do good deals. And that's one of the things that obviously I always like to make sure you guys are doing as well as making good deals. And I always say, if you want to share your numbers, share your numbers with me. And I think you have shared the numbers on a few deals that potentially you didn't get over the line. But by sharing your numbers with me, me giving you the feedback, that gives you the confidence that when you actually get other deals you know how to stack those deals up don't you
1: exactly exactly yeah um, early doors and um, you know from the first few landlords that I met I sent every single deal over to you just just really for peace of mind for me before I went and, and submitted the offers to the landlords and you know I, I probably sent three or four over I would imagine mm-hmm. uh, and knowing the process knowing that the figures that I'm putting in are are pretty accurate, and you know if you're comfy with it, then I know I'm in the ballpark. And you know I can't be wholly re- reliant on you for every deal that that comes comes to me. But in the early days, it's great to have that comfort blanket, you know, the, that that backup there. And I know, it, you know, now if I had one that I was unsure of, I'd send it to you and you'd look at it for me, of you course, know. But I, I'm pretty confident I know what I'm doing on that front, um, and. You know, they just following following the training programme as well is great because I still go back over stuff. You know, I did the training, started back in November last year. I still look at it now. You know, I still just have refreshes, make sure I'm following the correct processes. And it, it really does work. And it's always there. It's always available. And, and so is the community.
0: And that's what it's all about, because once you're in, you're in, is, is one of the things I always say. You know, you're not on your own. You can get a deal within a month. You could take you eight months to get a deal. You know what I mean? It took me four months to get my first deal. But by the time I got my first deal, I mean, it was a bit different for me because I was on a mentorship program as well you know, on Mastermind. But so I still had that community. But if you looked at the other training providers out there, you know, if you were four months in, you were on your own unless you were paying extra. But of course, I like to keep people in there. And it's all about making sure that you are doing Good deals. So let's move on and talk about your deals because you've uh, you've you've your first two rent to rent deals are both six bed HMOs, aren't they? So you've got twelve rooms uh, yes. from the word go. You're also doing this alongside a full time job because a lot of people say to me, uh, "How much time do I need to spend on this? Can I do it alongside a full time job?" Obviously, you've got children, you've got a wife, you've got a family as well, which I think is always good to just highlight and reiterate because. You can do this, but you've just got to be very controlled in the time that you put in. You've got to make sure that you're doing the right actions and you're consistent and persistent with it. So are you happy to share a bit about your deals?
1: Yeah, no problem. No problem. So, uh, I mean, it, it, this all came from um, a contact that I made through the local letting agents. Now, I know the letting agents quite well because I've worked with them with my uh, my own properties and they are a fantastic company. They really are a, a brilliant company. I can't rate them highly enough, but they have absolutely no interest in HMO management. And so I've built up a pretty good relationship with them now and um, asked them just to uh, pass on any contacts that may get in touch with them regarding HMO management. And, and they did. And uh, so I started the conversations back in March for these two deals and, and just although it's taken longer than I wanted to, to get it over the line, we've got there. And again, like you say, you just got to be consistent and persistent Um, have those regular conversations, just check in with them. How you are getting on? You know, they were going through the purchase of the properties, So I knew the previous landlords who, who owned the properties, I know they look after the properties. So um, it was, it was always going to be a, a couple of decent properties that we were, we were getting, and um, it was just a case of waiting for the sale to go through and uh, thankfully it did a couple of weeks back now and um, you know 11 of the 12 rooms are left so the the 12th one that will be getting advertised today it's just we just finished getting that tidied up so we'll get that one on the market so hopefully we'll have a uh, full house before long.
0: Brilliant. Absolutely amazing. I mean, that's one of the things that we go through in the training is how to speak to agents to make it, you know, win-win. And it is trying to get hold of agents, build up that rapport. It can take a bit of time. I, I do say to people, you know, don't, don't expect to make a couple of phone calls or go and see a couple of agents and then want to work with you straight away. If they do, great. But most of the time, if they say they do straight away, they're not really bothered. They're just trying to get you out the door. Uh, but it takes up that time to build it up. And, of course, looking for agents that are predominantly doing buy to and then saying, if you pass any leads on for HMOs, you know their leads that are dead to them at the end of the day. That is absolutely amazing. And of course, you've got eleven rooms filled from day one. You've got one room to fill, so you're making money basically as soon as you've signed the deal, haven't you?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's
0: it's very it's so exciting
1: when you get that the contract signed, and then reality kicks in, and you think. Holy crap, this is this is it now. It's it's on me. Um, you know, so there is always that doubt in the back of your mind. Um yeah. but yeah, you know, the money's coming in. Um I've met the tenants, the tenants are great. Um the property's fantastic, and it's just a case of making sure we deliver the management service that we said we were gonna, you know, and it's it's not easy. Um, like you said earlier, it, trying to juggle everything and making sure that you don't like, dictate you completely. And, and Lisa certainly reminds me of that. Um, she doesn't let me forget why we're doing this. and Exactly. You know. Good it,
0: Lisa's. I've got a Lisa as well. She does yeah. the to
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She will bring me back down to earth and give me a crack around the head and say, listen, <laughs> you've got a family. <laughs> no, that's good. Right. It's, it's great. It's great. And it, it is achievable. Is achievable even with you know the busiest of lives. Um, it's just it's not easy, you know. If it was, everybody would do it. Um, but you just got to plug away, and once you've got the systems in place and they've got you got settled tenants, the process, you know, it should just just run smoothly. And there will be hiccups in the road. There always is, mm. but overall, you know, get everything right from the outset, and and you're on to a winner.
0: But that's business there's always hiccups in business and that's why i think if as long as we don't get personal about it it's easy to get personal when it's your business but if you can just say listen this is day-to-day no problems only solutions but at the end of the day we will have issues but we'll resolve those we'll get around those and most of the time it's just communications as well uh but i i think it's great because a lot of people you know they, they're like ah, i'm gonna have a go i'm gonna have a go at rent to rent and see how it goes but no What I say is if you were going to go out there, think of it as a business. If you're going out there to start a business, you are starting that business. Now, your customer type may change, but your business model fundamentally will stay the same. Um, So go out there with that uh, and don't keep deviating and chasing shiny pennies and things. You You could have given up a long time ago, but you've stuck with it now. I also know that you've seen some grotty properties as well. And we always, you know, in in the rent-to-rent business builder, we try to find the good properties that aren't going to cost us a lot of money because at the end of the day, it's not our property. If if they're a bit run down, we need to be talking to the landlords to put a level of investment in there. But you've taken on two six-bed HMOs, cash flowing from the day one. Obviously, you've had everything that you've needed in the training, i.e. with the contracts and everything like that. So how much has this deal cost you out of your own pocket?
1: How much does it cost me to send my letters out to landlords? Um, exactly. Exactly. You know, I would say I would say I've spent to date. Well, when I set up my company, I put I think five grand in yep. to set up the rent, you know, the rent to rent, and I've probably got four thousand and something in there now. You know, and and so it's in effect. So far, it's cost me about eight hundred pounds. And that's from, that's from November to now. Yeah. So, it, and and it's that's increasing. You know, my bank account pinged this morning. There's more money coming from a, a tenant. And that's that's such a good feeling. You know, it really is. I dropped my yeah. car off for a service this morning. So that pinging is like, oh, well, that's the service covered.
0: <laughs> well, that's it. And it's nice to see when that money starts coming in and that bank account starts going back up after you've been doing the marketing and things. And I mean, that's what you're talking about fundamentally is your, your marketing over the last, you know, um, eight months or whatever, building that up. But the actual deal itself. So if you said it's cost you, you know what it's cost you, the investment for the training, which has got you where you've got to. You've done your marketing as well. But the deal itself now with the training and everything put all that to one side. I know you've had to do a little bit of uh, tidying up or whatever, touching up in in a in room that you're looking to rent, which we all have to do anyway. But a lot of people say to me, I, I'm, I'm saving up 10 grand. I'm saving up 10 grand so that I can start a rent to rent business. And it's just like I wouldn't. I'd start now and then try and save that money at the same time and put it into your business. But you don't necessarily need that, do you? So my first deal. After contracts and everything, cost me about £250, £300, and that was just for a bit of room dressing and things. And a lot of people, because I say it all the time, a lot of people are like, yeah, I can't find properties like that. What what have you actually had to spend on a property or two properties that you've just taken on?
1: It's less than £200.
0: Yeah, you've done better than me. It genuinely is. I've shown show you well, <laughs> <laughs> it, but
1: you know, it just shows they are out there. Um, yeah, but yeah, it will be. It will be less than two hundred pounds, and because it, it, it literally is um, duvet sets. You know, a bit of dressing. Yeah, uh, and and that's pretty much, pretty much all. It's what well, a couple of keys cut.
0: Yeah, yeah, keys, all keys. Yeah, you want to buy shares in? If you, if I always go to the local Timpsons because if you get in there and start chatting to them, they normally give you discounts because you're there quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Getting yeah. all these keys cut with different properties and things. um But no, I, that's it. And that, that's what I wanted to say really, Mick. Is is a lot of people listen to this and they think, oh no, you need thousands and thousands of pounds, or or they're taught to look for properties that they're going to convert themselves into HMOs, which was what people were doing about five to ten years ago, or they're looking. Looking for old rundown properties that you take on you spend a few thousand pounds that's not how we do things we're looking to work with investors aren't we we're looking to find properties that are in a good nick that basically we can start cash flowing from day one but we will maintain them to the highest standard uh and i and i say i have to take my hat off to you that you know it's great so realistically you know your target is your target to replace your wage to give you more time freedom get the misses out of the job first what's the sort of first steps that you're looking for
1: yeah. Um first instance is get the the HMOs. I w- I would like to pick up a couple more this year, so I would keep pushing on that front. And then, you know, next year same again, just keep pushing on it. Eventually, yes, I would like to to do this full time. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no mad panic. <clears throat> you know, I'm not going to just jump in for the sake of it. Um but if we could if we could be in a position Two or three years from now where we could, you know, tech this up full time, then happy days. If it happens sooner, then so be it. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to break my back. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And, you know, it's working.
0: I think it's great as well, because having the luxury of, you know, doing a job that you enjoy. Um, and also having this running for you at the in, at the side is, you know, you haven't got to live off of it. So you mm-hmm. can just say to yourself at the moment, you know, happy days. Let that pot build up. Potentially even start investing that part in buying more properties for yourself. It just gives you options, doesn't it? it? Just starts to put you out there. It gives you a bit of life choices. You know, if the economy tanks and let's just say people are laid off, made redundant, and things, for 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 a lot of people, it's nice to say to themselves, you know what? I maybe do need a couple more properties, but at the moment with that money coming in, if as we're tight with our budget if i actually lost my job i haven't got to you know go oh my god how are we going to survive and live you you, you sort of almost make yourself a little bit more comfortable don't you
1: that's it yeah it's it's like a backup plan in effect yeah. you know and it, it can just sit there and it can be building up nicely and like you say it would be nice to to utilize the money to reinvest in our own property you know that would be what it, it, an element that we'd be looking to to try to do um you know we're fortunate that we had equity in our own home and that's how we started our property investing Um it was it was basically sat there doing nothing so i don't know how i managed it but i managed to convince lisa to to remortgage and pull a, a chunk of money out and uh And buy a few properties.
0: uh. (laughs) That is what it's all about. At the end, but I think it goes back to mindset, doesn't it? Because when we're certainly when I was a kid, you were always told, you know, get a job, you get a job for life. Well, that went out the window, Uh, and then it was all a case of pay off your mortgage. You need to pay your mortgage off, and then have a mortgage-free property. Not not reinvest that money in anything like that. It was it was almost like let's just keep you on a hamster wheel uh and keep you trapped so you know there's a lot of people that I still speak to now that when I talk about property they're like oh that's risky that's dodgy And it? it's like not if you know what you're doing uh it's it's actually very profitable and very satisfying as well to be able to get out there so the fact that your wife you know she's she's listened to you and she's working with you and, and doing it as well is it, great it's because it, you know, as I always say bring in family bring in friends bring in, bring in loved ones because you're on this journey together aren't you
1: absolutely yeah and uh You know, the first property that we did, uh, I have to I have to thank my brothers and sisters because they all came over and they all ended up with a paintbrush in their hand, helping us get it over the line, ready for the tenants moving in. So, (laughs)
0: That's brilliant. That's brilliant. So just going back to the agency then where you got the deals from. Are they, uh, are they going to continue? Obviously, you've, you've done the deal. They'll start to see or hear about, you know, how things are going well and things like that. Have you got any other sort of deals in the pipeline with them or have you just got a, like a referral thing going on? Or, no, or you...
1: I, I actually met with um, one of the directors two weeks back now um, and he was asking me about, you know, how's it going. So I, I said, you know, we're hopefully getting these two deals over the line. And he said, well, I've got potentially some more coming up. I've got some overseas investors that have a couple of HMOs. They're they're not happy with the uh, the current setup, and um, so that's another follow up on my to do list. And um, so I'll be uh, I'll be getting in touch with him and uh, just reminding him of that conversation and saying, "Look, we're here. We're ready. Send some information over."
0: That's uh, that's what it's all about. And I think that's brilliant. You can get in there with an agent. So a lot of people say, to me, you can't get deals for agents. Of course you can. It's a numbers game. You've got to build up the know, like and trust. It will work. People will do business with people, but they've got to get to know you first and they need to know that you're serious. But you only have to get in with one agent. One agent can absolutely change your world when it comes to doing rent to rent and things. So the fact that you're doing that, you can follow up with those. Of course, you can still send your marketing out there and crack on and get get a good handful of properties. I think you probably will by the end of the year. They're really like buses. It can take a while to get that first one over the line. But once you do, uh, you can move forward. And and I, I, I can say, it's, it's inspiring to hear. It's nice to hear people doing it different ways because a lot of people go direct to vendor. You've sort of gone through agents and then been patient while the property's gone through. Of course, you could have probably had this deal beforehand, but you've been waiting for the sale to go through as well. Just following up with people, building up that know, like, and trust. And, of course, you know, the the deal's then signed, sealed, and over the line, and uh, you're up and running, which is superb. So if we just go back a little bit through... Obviously, the the training and things. I like to ask people, you know, when you're doing the training and and eight months to get your first deal signed. I know you've been very active. You've been out there talking to a lot of people, um, you know, on the coaching calls and things. You're always there. It seemed like you were talking to somebody different or following up with somebody each nearly every uh, every week, every other month. That's for sure. You were out there doing things. Um, And it was slow. There were some slow times as well. But did you you get the seed of doubt in in your head that oh no, this just isn't going to happen? 100%.
1: 100%. 100% and it's you do question you know what am i doing wrong what am i you know yeah. I, I listen, i always listen to your podcast mark and uh, you know you've had Danny on and you you've had chris on that have you know done great they've they've got deals over the line and they they're smashing it and i think well i'm not doing anything different why am i not getting this and they are you know and you, there is a bit of envy there you know but at the same time you, you you're so chuffed for them because They've they've clearly put the effort in, and yeah. it, you do you like you say you know you've just got to be consistent and persistent and and that's all I was and will continue to be, and you know from starting the training back in November, I have to say I've, I've sent the um, landlord letters out on the between four and six weeks you know on a regular basis continue to do them. And every single time I've sent a batch of letters out, I've had a response and I've had meetings with landlords off the back of them. And that experience early doors was great because you soon, you soon get a feel for the landlords, you know, the good ones, the bad ones, the ones that are just greedy. And you know, the conversations going nowhere, but out of politeness, you'll go and you'll take your photos and you'll, 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 you'll go through the process, but, you know, there's no way you're going to achieve a deal with them, Mm. but it's such good experience that uh, you have to do it. And, you know, you're going to see a lot of bad properties, Um, but I've also seen some amazing ones and, you know, they're the great ones to see because even if you don't get a deal out of it, you know what you can potentially achieve from your properties you know if you can get it to a standard similar to what they they look like then you're onto a winner without a doubt
0: yeah, definitely. And of course, it's great to look and see what the market's doing and things. And if you do see a lot of grotty properties, but then you start to see some good ones, it also does give you that confidence that the good ones are out there. You know, I yeah. can still come and see these properties. I can still speak to people uh, and we can still get it done. And of course, you know, Chris, Danny, Francesca as well. Uh, you know, you've all been on a good coaching calls, pushing each other on and and helping each other and supporting each other. And, and that's what the community is is there for as well. I'm massive on the community. But I mean, obviously, you send your letters out. Is that from the templates of the training? And then you tweak it to to, to what you want to use? You know, uh, let's just talk a little bit about that. Because obviously, I, I like to make sure that people are getting massive value from the training, that they're getting the support and the help that they want uh, to help them get the results that, 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 that they're out there getting. So, you, you know, you, I always say you take a bit of a leap of faith from my perspective. I don't think it is. I think you're doing the right thing. But from your perspective, it's a bit of a leap of faith, you know, to invest in yourself like that and to do, you know, a bit of training with somebody. Um, Has, has it sort of lived up to the expectations that you were hoping for?
1: hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, going back to the question about the letters. Yeah. I literally put my company logo at the top. my picture at the bottom and then changed a few words and and that was about it you know and it was working so why am I going to deviate too much from that you know if I'm getting responses from landlords if I'm getting those meetings and looking at properties on a regular basis then it doesn't make sense to do anything else you know um there's a Obviously there's a finite number of templates in the training, and then from that I'm just picking out the salient bits, creating my own letters now, and you know, continuing to to have success with it. So yeah, I'm just going to keep doing that. And the training element, I've I have done training with other providers, and yours is by far and away the most comprehensive and offers the most support once you've completed the training. And um, it really is second to none. Um, the, you know, value for money is, is there in abundance. You know, I've done, I went through all the training process and at each section, I couldn't believe how detailed it was. And, you know, with each section, there's a, a PDF or an Excel spreadsheet that, um, you know, that, that you can work through so you can really understand what's going on. And if for any reason, You're struggling to understand it. It's a quick post in the Facebook group or a a message to you. And, you know, it's a virtual instant response. Uh, It's fantastic. You know, I can't rate it highly enough.
0: Oh, I'll I'll take that. Thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed. That that was was a better answer than I was hoping for. (laughs) And that's what we try and do. That's what we try and do because, you know, as I always say to everybody, I've been exactly where you were uh, you know, with the, with the doubts and with the worries of, you know, is this going to work and things. And that's why I just wanted to put together something that if I lost everything, I would follow my own process to get myself back to where I am now. So the fact that, you know, you've got massive value from it, that the coaching has been there as well as the training. And of course the community, which you're still a member of and you always will be is, is commendable. And of course. I love the community factor now because people, you know, you you put your post in there with your keys and you've got to have a picture with keys when you get that first deal, but you know, you're doing good deals. And I think that's the other thing as well is we want to be making sure that we're doing good deals at cash flow We're not getting hold of liabilities or trying to grab hold of anything. Uh, and of course there'll be people in the group now that will be looking at your picture, Mick, like you were looking at other people's and thinking, Oh, that's going to be me soon. I'm going to do that. And it inspires them to do it, which is why I love to get people like your good selves on the podcaster to, to talk about their journey and their story and things. So no, no, it's really, really good there. And of course, as you go through um, the, the, the training itself, I would just say, I, uh, I listened to a lot of podcasts when I started out. I watched a lot of YouTube videos and I read a lot of books. But it's amazing, isn't it, when you think, I know what, I, I know what to do now. I know how to send these letters and I know how to do this and I know how to do that. But when you actually go through you know, a blueprint roadmap training, you actually find out there's so many gaps in it, don't you?
1: Yeah, yeah. And it, it's quite scary how how many gaps there are um, in other people's training. And there's, there's no, there's no follow up, There's no comeback. You know, you can't turn to anybody once you've, once you've paid your money, you've had the training, that's it. You're on your own, you're out the door and you think it's not ideal, this, <laughs> which is where yours is different. You know, it really is different.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. I appreciate that. Like I say, it's good. It's good. It's good. So, You went down the HMO route. Obviously, uh, service accommodation is very popular at the moment and things. Is there any particular reason for that?
1: I just felt that for my particular area, it was the better option. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm comfy dealing with, um, you know, larger management blocks, you know, from previous roles anyway. Um, So dealing with multiple people on a daily basis is, is what I've done for years. Um so it really was it, it more of a comfort move more than anything for me, um, that fit the model for this area. And yeah. it, it really was looking at what is the market doing um for Preston and surrounding areas and um no doubt there is a market for SA, you know, I'm sure there is, but I just felt the better move for, for us. Um, to achieve what we wanted, which was ultimately greater cash flow. This, you know, this suited our requirements.
0: Yeah. I do like the fact that HMOs have less moving parts, uh, you know, less comings and goings and everything like yeah. that than, uh, than serviced accommodation. Serviced accommodation, of course, you can make more money and you should be making more money. But I like the steady fact that I've always said it, that when I put people in there, I get good people, you get guarantors set in there, you get the money Coming through each and every month, you know what you're going to be getting. You know what your outlays are, and for me, it's a, it's a good cash flow and business that I can really forecast and see what's going on. It's not seasonal. Once people are in, they're in. They're not just there for you know holiday seasons and stuff like that. But of course, it, you know, different people like to do different strategies, uh, and that's all well and good. I'm a bit more that I like to try and build the business, systemize it, and then if potentially, if I can offload the uh, the parts that I don't want to do. Uh, and it still runs nice and smoothly, happy days, I can move on to the next thing. Uh, and I guess p- probably a bit the same with you. you got looked at your area, which is always good. You knew what worked in your area, and you just gone out there and made sure that, you know, you sort of cookie-cutted the nice elements of it to uh, to build the rent-to-rent business.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Just follow the process and implement everything that you teach and, you know, and prove that it works.
0: That's it. That's it. So about this time, normally I like to ask a few questions. Uh, so I hope you've done your homework. If you listen to the podcast, you know what's coming. So uh, I might throw in a couple of different questions. Just now, I'm only kidding. Uh, so, so if you're all right, I'll um, I'll ask you a few questions. Yeah, go for it. So, what's the best advice you've been given?
1: You'll know this one well, Mark. Be persistent and consistent.
0: I love that. I love that. <laughs> Consistency will get you there. Persistency will make you a winner.
1: Absolutely. And I mean it's paid dividends for me, you know. It it's just keep pushing, keep on pushing. And it it has paid off.
0: Yeah. I, I think I think a lot of people um overthink it. I certainly did. I used to be thinking all the time, there's got to be more I can do. I'm speaking to agents. I'm sending the letters. I'm doing networking. What else can I be doing? Can I be advertising? Can I be doing this? Yes, of course you can. But uh, there comes a point where, where in the very beginning, it is just about marketing yourself. As long as you're out there talking to people and you're marketing yourself all the time, and that is a matter of just being consistent and persistent in the approach, which is what we go through you know, very rigor- rigorously. Um, there isn 't that much else to do, and I do say to people that 's fine because get ready once you get the deals you 've still got to do this, but then you 'll have the deals as well, and that 's where it becomes really busy and you 'll be saying to yourself, "Oh, I need a bit more time now, not what else can I be doing with my time but of course once you 've got it set up and you 've done very well with only having one void that it 's quite quite nice to know that you know the money's going out for the guaranteed rents and things, but i 'm making money already, and as soon as I get this room filled, happy days uh, we're earning, you know, top, top, top profits, but that's good. Be consistent and persistent like that one, like that one. So, um, if you could sit down and have dinner with, I don't know why I'm looking and reading them. I know these off by heart. (laughs) Uh, If you could sit down and have dinner with three people alive or dead in any industry or any sector or any relationship or anything like that, who would you like to sit down and chat to?
1: Well, I'm not sure I'd, I'd talk much. I think I'd sit back, listen, and laugh. I'd, I'd have Ryan Reynolds, Will oh, Ferrell, yeah. and Jeremy Clarkson, and I would just let them go. And I'd, I'd sit back and I—I I mean, they would talk absolute nonsense, but I think it'd be very funny.
0: Oh, they'd, they'd all just try and wind each other up, wouldn't they? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I think it'd be great. Uh, I'd—I I'd just—I I think I'd come out of there crying.
0: Oh. <laughs> I think you would as well I think you, you, your cheeks would be sore through all the laughing wouldn't they absolutely absolutely oh, that's good I like that brilliant one yeah that's some entertainment I think the whole restaurant actually if you were in there would be entertained <laughs> by that that's good I like that I like that you've obviously done your homework because you haven't had to think about these
1: oh I, 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 well, I knew it were coming
0: <laughs> I know I know I'm going to have to mix it up a bit aren't I um, so have you got three top podcasts that you like to listen to
1: yeah well I mean, I've already said, I listen to you, Mark. I've listened to every single one. Um, I do like listening to to Dan Hill's podcast. The it's yeah, I think that's very good. Um, I listen to Kevin Whelan's and, and Christian Rodwell's uh, Wealth Builders Wealth Talk. Um, I, I do like what they have to say. Um, I used to listen a lot to, to Nigel Green and Mark Stokes. They had one, Property Investors or Property. Some I can't remember the exact name of it now. Property investors podcast, perhaps, but they've they've not done anything for a while. Um but I used to listen to that a lot. They, they were good.
0: I tell you what you will find with podcasts, and I have, because I follow podcasts and things. Not everybody's as consistent and persistent with their podcast <laughs> as they should be.
1: Don't let themselves down. <laughs> they are, aren't they? Because
0: all of a sudden you build up a following, you've got people listening to you and they just think. Ugh. And it is. It's another thing that is is hard work at the end of the day. It's enjoyable. But I mean, we're coming up or we may have gone over. Well, we will have gone over when we've done this 200 episodes. And that takes some doing. I'm quite proud of that fact. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to have this one won't be 200. This might be 201 because yeah. I've got to do it like a special for the 200. So if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to the one before this, then you need to because that would have been my 200th special edition one. <laughs> um, but I, I think that's really, really good. But yeah, some people you, you see it week in, week in, week in, and then all of a sudden it's just like, "What oh, is' There's no podcast this week." And then they, they do a random one, and then it and then all of a sudden they've just fallen out of love with it, haven't they? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I was I was thinking, have I unfollowed them? You know, and I was searching through, and no, they've not done more.
0: Run out of things to talk about. It still take me another two hundred to run out of things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Any more? Any more? Sorry, I spoke over no, you. No, that's that's
1: they're the main ones, really, that I listen to. All right, cool, cool, cool. Top three books. My favourite is the Five AM Club. Oh, cool. I'm reading that at the moment. really enjoy that. Um, Well, I listen. I do audiobooks rather than read. I have. I mean, I've read more over the past two or three years than I have done in the whole of my life. You know, I wasn't interested at school one bit. So, but now I I, I really, you know, the only book I'm reading now is... The Millionaire Master Plan by Roger Hamilton. You know about the wealth well, dynamics?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know all about that.
1: I'm, I'm reading that one. Have uh, you done the test? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'm a, I'm a lord. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're a numbers yeah.
0: man.
1: Well, yeah. And it, it's strange because you read it and you think, well, no, nah, that can't be me. And then you read the description and then you think, well, yeah, actually, I do that. I do that. You know, that was me.
0: That was me. Yeah. So I'm a supporter. I'm, I'm the, I'm the blaze side of it. So I'm all red. Uh, you've got your creator, you've got your supporter, and you've got accumulator and a Lord. Yeah. Uh, And then there's a box for people that don't know there's a box. And what you do is if you buy the book, the millionaire master plan, make sure you buy uh, a new copy, not a used copy. You should get a code in there and you can do what is called a wealth dynamics test. Now, when I did mastermind, you got the wealth dynamics test and I came out still a supporter, but I had a very much like a block in uh, a box in the middle of the box because in my corporate job, I had to be a bit of everything. Mm. Two years on in my entrepreneurial career, I've done the test again and I got my wife to do it. My wife's a lord uh, and she is a lord. She, she don't want to be on camera or do anything. She She's really good at, with numbers and stuff. All the things I ate. Um, and now I'm just all blaze. I'm all red. So I'm a supporter. I'm a start deal maker um, uh, and something else. I can't remember what it was. But, um, yeah, so basically um, it's, it is good. But back to what you said then, because as soon as you said it, when it said supporter, I was like, ugh, supporter, what's that? I what? thought, I, I'm a creator or something. And then when I read it, I was just like, I still don't get it. And I said to the wife and the mother-in-law at the time, they were stood, uh, I think we were in the kitchen at the old house, and I just said, let me just read this to you. Uh, have a little listen and tell me if you think it's me. And anyway, I read that, the whole paragraph thing, and they, they just both turned around and said, yeah, that's exactly you. And it's just like, wow, that's crazy,
1: yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's very accurate. It really is. Well, you know, if you was to look at the the options and, you know, the, the small description assigned to each element, you'd be like, no, nah, that's not me. I'll be that over there. And no, not close.
0: you just got to answer the questions. I, I read all three questions. And the first one, my mind said, again, was the one I clicked on. Yeah, because obviously you can overthink it and you can start yeah. to think, well, no, hold on, in that circumstances, this is what I would ideally be like, but maybe not what you like. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, no, that's good. Millionaire Master Plan is a good book as well. Uh. I'll show up now. Go on, carry on. Yeah.
1: The other two, uh, I like The Richest Man in Babylon yeah. by George Clayson. Um, I listen to that a lot as well. And um, that's really good just for the basic principles of investing and money management, I suppose. But it, it it's written in a way more of a biblical um, setting, but it, it's, it's great. Uh, I could listen to that all day. And one, the third one, which was a recommendation from one of your previous podcasts, is Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Oh, I yes. think that's brilliant. Really, really good. Yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely.
0: That is one of those books that every time I read a chapter, I just wanted to keep going. Just to yeah. see what's going to happen next. What's going yeah. to happen next? Um, and somebody said to me, it's, it's, it's a lot of it is about the struggles of business. But the story of it and everything, I, I didn't, I, you know, bits and bobs as you grow up and stuff. But for what they went through, you just had to have a, a love and a passion for running and trainers to ever stay the course with that. But the team oh, yeah. and the community that he built up. They were all the same. It wasn't about the money. It wasn't about, it was all it was, was about the product and customer satisfaction and working with people, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. No, it, it's unbelievable. And how they didn't give up, I don't know, because they literally had a stumbling block every other day, it seemed.
0: <laughs> well, that was it. And, and it, I, I loved it as well, because when he, when he, when they, uh, obviously when the company went uh, public, he was saying, you know, I was worth well, a, a couple of million. And all of a sudden I wake up and I'm worth 51 million or something like that or 100 million. And he said, you know what? It didn't change me. I didn't feel any. I still went to work, got there early. I still went about my daily. It wasn't about the money. It was about the journey. And he actually says doesn't he?" when he when he reached the sort of summit where we all think Woo-hoo, payday, he almost got went felt a little flat because he felt like the, the, the journey had finished, didn't he? It was yeah. almost being taken away from him now. And, and it, 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 the beast had outgrown him um and it was just it was just bizarre because like I say when we all think it's party time it was almost like ah, I've, I've enjoyed the journey so much and you know what am I going to do next
1: <laughs> yeah no it, it was but yeah loved every second of that one well worth have a you, listen or a read
0: brilliant brilliant have you got any more no that's 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 my list but that's your three in it so that's yeah. why you gotta give me one more now you gotta think
1: <laughs> all right well I'll give you one more. Um Chris Voss book. Love that one. Oh, I never split the
0: difference.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very good. That's a
0: really good one. No, that's good. That's good. That is excellent. That is excellent. Well, Mick, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on today. Uh, I'm hoping, as I say with all the guests that I like, you will come back on in the future (laughs) and share what you're up to uh, and doing. And if anybody wants to reach out to you or find out more about what you're doing, what's the best ways to do that?
1: I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook, Mick Southworth. So you can find me on there. Uh, All right, and if cool. anyone's local and wants a game of golf, let me know.
0: <laughs> excellent, excellent, excellent. And do you have any final thoughts or anything like that before we wrap this one up?
1: Just a big thank you to you, Mark. And if anybody is on the fence like I was listening to the podcast, you know, should you go for it, 100% go for it.
0: Brilliant. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And it's been great to have you a part of the community and to sharing your successes, as, as that's something that I always enjoy. So as Mick says, if you would like to book or schedule a call with myself or one of the team to find out more about uh, how we can help you. And we do have the Rent to Rent Business Builder Training Program, which predominantly uh, teaches you all about rent to rent and HMOs. We have the Ultimate Service Accommodation Training, which is all about service accommodation. Surprise, surprise. And I do offer. Well, I have a couple of places available on my one to one 12 month program as well. We're always interested in working with people, but we do not work with everybody. We do like to talk to you to make sure that it is right for you first. Mick is one of our successful clients. I could call you a student client, whatever you want to be called, but it has been great to follow and watch his success as it is with our other students. And of course, our other students that are out there at the moment trying to get their first deals as we help and support them too. What I will say to you is it's Great to have you joining me here. If you've enjoyed this, if you've taken any nuggets from this, or even if we've spoken about stuff that you want somebody else, a partner, a friend or anybody else to hear, then do share the podcast, do share the YouTube episode. Tag me in if you're going to share this on social media, as I am always happy to facilitate and say thank you very much for supporting the channels, as it does mean a lot to us. And of course, make sure you know what it is that you want to achieve. Make sure you've got that vision Break that vision down into bite-sized chunks and into goals that you can manage on a day-to-day level through your tasks. Get out there, chase it down and make it happen. Mix proof that you can do this. I'm proof that you can do this. And I'm telling you now, believe in yourself because you can do this. You take care and bye for now.